Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of it. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican there, food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Leaving the Legacy. It's your premiere uh Magic the Gathering Legacy New England podcast. Uh I'm Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. And with me today, Mr. Jerry May. What's up, man? What's going on? And Adrian, what's up, dude? Hello the Patrick. Hello the <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> How you guys doing? Yeah, pretty good. Was this episode seventy yeah. five? It is seventy five. And like I said before in the bad joke, it's uh we have a full deck and a sideboard now. So we're <laughs> tournament legal. Uh, before we were just being disqualified after every episode. Right, right. I mean, you know, for a while we even have a full sixty card deck. We were just <laughs> we were that we were we were that kid who showed up in uh, just no sleeves, and then turn one goes soul ring, lotus petal, dark ritual, <laughs> demonic tutor, vampire tutor. <laughs> speaking of speaking of kids, did you see the picture I put up today on my Facebook? I did. My cousin was my cousin was digging around some old photos and found a picture of me from like. 1998 or 99, rocking an MTG T-shirt. Yeah, pretty proud of that. Pretty proud of that one, guys. I didn't even know they made T-shirts back then. Oh, they did. The best part was at the back of the shirt, like you said, like it had a small logo on the left, uh, you know, the left side chest that said Magic the Gathering, and in the back was just a big print of a card. I don't even know what card. <laughs> on the back. But it was like the whole back was just a giant card. It was really <laughs> just a, really just a like flate like text and everything. Power toughness. Oh, it, was, it was like exactly how something is previewed on Twitter. It's just like an entire card. <laughs> it was uh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great. That's pretty good. Pretty great. That's great. Oh, but yeah. So, well, I didn't play a lick of Legacy all week. Did either of you two? Mm, nope. No. I'm gonna go with no on Adrian's side. Bat. Guys, guys. Hail Mary. Stop the presses. <laughs> I went and played five rounds of Legacy at TE on Sunday. Oh boy, we I hold did. our legitimacy. I did. Right? <laughs> this week, someone plays Legacy. Every week, <laughs> every week, at least one of us has to play Legacy. I was gonna, yeah, I was just gonna go draft today. I think I was, <laughs> and then I'm like, get out of work. Ah, I gotta get the bathroom going. Man, I played against I played against some interesting decks this weekend, though. Yeah, what'd you play against? Yeah, so round one, I played against a, a mono black deck. So like the the sweet four wastelands in my fucking deck were useless. I was playing. <laughs> blue, I, was playing yeah, I was playing blue red delver. I was playing blue red delver, and um, I also uh, was running the three snapcasters, mm-hmm. which was like awesome. It was. I I don't think I'd want the, that deck without snapcasters. So similar to the the Ely Cassis list we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but, uh, instead of, I didn't have the, I didn't have the, uh, set of drift, which is like that six in a blue sorcery, put target creature on top of its owner's library with oh, Delve yeah. from like cons or whatever. I didn't have that and I didn't own a Dak Faden. So I just ran, um, last minute I just threw in two copies of Red Blast. Yeah. Which was a terrible, <laughs> yeah. terrible call because round one I faced the rack and lost in two. Um, he was playing like, uh, he was playing the rack. He was playing uh, like, like eight, Liliana. Eight rack. Uh, I don't. I maybe he's like got curse scroll in it, and 
Yeah, he was running like, duress. I'm just, like, I can't remember. Oh man, that's like old school when I first Small, started playing. Smallpox, Mistress Work, uh, Mistress Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was a wicked nice guy, nice guy. Um, oh, but I lost that in two games, and then I played Aaron round two, running Death and Taxes, mm-hmm. and he he swept me in two games. Like I I felt. The first round, I felt very, very, the first few rounds, I felt very, very rusty. You know, like, I hadn't played, I, I was actually looking at my Planeswalker points. I played in, like, the middle of October. I played again December, like, in the middle of December, and again January 1st, and that's all I've played since October. So, yeah, like, I've been, like, really just out of practice, so it felt really good to get back, but very, 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 um, uh, rusty. So Aaron took me down in, in two games, and I think it was just a matter of me having bad, like, Keeping bad seven card hands, honestly, just not mulligan aggressively because I have to get off to a pretty good running start against Death and Taxes. Um, the yeah. first game he had like the two ec- the two times Mom in his opener, oh. and the second game he had the three times Thalia in his opener. So, jeez, oh, yeah, it was just it was a rough go. Like I think I got him, I hit him for four points of damage in the first game and one in the second. So that shows you how effective the Blue Red Delver list was against that deck. Um, I don't think the matchup's bad overall. I just think that I played very poorly. Um, but he was nice. He was nice about it. He only, he only uh, called me out on the Facebook page in front of everybody, so that was fine. Yeah, thank, thank you, uh, Aaron, for defending my honor. As the local um, damsel in distress, I, I need that. And then uh, round three, I got paired up against um, Miracles. I think it was Miracles. Mm, There's some uh, weird Miracles variants that run around. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Miracles. It was, huh? I can't remember Max. He was. I can't remember what he's playing. No, it wasn't Miracles. It was something else. It was running like Flicker Wisp, Aether Vial, Mirroring Crusader. You're describing Death and Taxes. I know. <laughs> death and Taxes. That that all those only go in Death and Taxes unless he's playing maybe some crazy brew. Yeah, maybe it was Death and Taxes. I never really saw like a lot from his deck because I just had a lot of permission and like he just it didn't seem like he could get himself like going. I just I won it in two quick games, like pretty easily. Um, <laughs> don't you love that? It's like your friends ask, like, "Oh, you won, nice. What did you play against?" Oh, I don't know. I killed him before he ever got to do anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like, so going into round four, I'm in like the one-two bracket, and I face this kid on miracles who was like, it, "Adrian, you know how you were saying you get you 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 play with people who like fucking won't interact with you, are like way too like huffy and like high." Like this kid was like. You would think we were playing for like in the top eight of a GP. He was like breathing heavy, like wicked stressed out. I'm like, dude, we're in the one two bracket. I told him like straight up, I'm like, fucking relax. I'm like, how many, how many people were there anyway? Oh, there was like 20 people there, 25 people there. It was okay. uh, no, I think like 22 actually, 22. All right. All right. So like, like, dude, we're in the one two bracket. He was like, oh, that's why I like playing Miracles because there's so many decisions. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to give yourself a fucking ulcer playing this way. Like, but he was, he was a young kid, so I'm like, whatever. So the first game, I beat him down for very, very easily, like with Snapcaster. And he was playing like actual counterspell, which I don't, I don't see it often in Miracles, but he did have it. I don't think he had enough Force of Wills in the deck. Yeah, so, um, sometimes people make budget choices. Yeah, oh, I've done that. I mean, I did that with Delver for a while when I didn't have my other Force Wolves in. Well, I was going to say, why? What did you budget on instead of Delver? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I was when I was on Puka Trade, it was kind of hard to get the, the Force Wolves, so I had to, like, do the bonus deal. But anyway, um, so I beat him the first game. Second game, he it was close, but he ended up just uh, 
uh, locking me out with the counterbalance. And then third game, I just I crushed him in the third game. So it felt really good because he was, like I said, he was so fucking stressed out. It was, it was like, it was stressing me out how stressed he was. Thought he was going to have a fucking heart attack at the table. Um, so I went two and two into the final round. And then the final round, I played uh, show and tell. And I think like it probably, the games probably lasted less than <clears throat> maybe eight minutes. And I just like, First game, I just got him with, like, two Delvers and just beating him down. Uh, second game, I think I added in, like, I put in, like, two surgical extractions and took out two fork bolts, and I just, like, crushed him in the second game, too. Um, he j- he actually flooded out the second game. I kind of feel bad for him. He's, I probed him, like, last turn, the last I turn before I beat him. him. Yeah. He, like, I, wrote, <laughs> I probed him last turn, and uh, he had, like, Emrakul and Grizzlebrand in his hand, and he had just been bricking on lands for, like... Probably he probably had like seven or eight lands by the time I beat him uh, in game two. So, so I ended up going three two, which was like a really good. Um, I felt really happy about that actually, co- like coming off um, you know off a pretty long hiatus, not being able to play. But the list I was on, man, was friggin' awesome. Um, I actually am considering getting Dak Faden just for this deck. Um, Dak Faden is an awesome planeswalker. Yeah, I'm actually gonna pull the deck up for you guys so you guys can see it. But um, I. I really, have, I have Dak Fadens too. If you ever need them, do you? Yeah, they're, they're not like super expensive, and it's it uh, seems like a cool the little. The foils are ridiculous. So, oh yeah, well, well, Jerry here. I mean, I mean, you gotta um, go big. Yeah, no, it's like regular Dak Fadens are like twenty five, and then foil yeah. Dak Fadens are two hundred and fifty. Like <laughs> that's ten x multiplier for no reason. I was gonna reason. say that is an insane multiplier. Um, um, I actually think um, Dak Faden's probably a high likelihood of a reprint in Eternal Masters. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. See, like, so I and I had a question for you guys because so I couldn't. I think I sold my true. I had like two true Nemesis and I sold them. So I just ran like the four Delver, three Snap, four Young Pyromancer in the main. Mm-hmm. And I, I was missing, um, I don't have the four, I only have three Volcanic, so I threw in the Cavern of Souls. I know we kind of talked about it before. And there was one game where I kind of wished it was like a, a color, like a colored land, but it was actually like, like I said, it was fucking awesome against Miracles. Mm-hmm. Like it felt so good to be able to snap in, like, sn- like to like, play Snapcaster, and he, there was nothing you could do about it. And, it, yeah. and the other, the other bonus too was like, and something I think I did pr- fairly well against Miracles was, like, he was having a hard time floating a one and two on top of his deck and, like, playing, like, a bolt and then having him, like, you know, be able to counterbalance that, but then being able to, like, s- play Snapcaster and he doesn't have a two. Like, kind of like, you know, when you're trying to play against that deck, you sort of have to feel where their resistance is in the top three cards of their deck. That's kind of was, like, uh, that deck, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that was sweet. But this deck, um, I didn't have the spell scenario. I didn't have the set of Drift. Like I said, I did run the two main deck red blasts, but I think, I think I would swap those out for anything else, honestly. Like even like a chain lightning, um, just says more removal for the deck. Yeah, especially at instant speed. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Snapcaster, you did it. <laughs> no, it is. What? It's got flashback, but it's still a sorcery. Oh, it's still a sorcery. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Pat, you've been cheating again. <laughs> no, no, I was actually just. I think I was just flashing back. Mostly, it was flashing back uh, bolt, but. It, I mean, that's just straight value in those cards, like, but, um, but yeah, so, and anyway, it was, it was actually really, I really liked having the Snapcaster in the main, um, but I think I would run, try Dak Fade in there, but I, I didn't like the Red Blast, so I'd probably switch that out with, like I said, Chain Lightning, or honestly, Price of Progress would be really sweet too. Do you have Fluster Storms? 
that's the other card that I don't have um, that I need to pick up. I'll probably wait till Red till uh, Eternal Masters releases because I think that has a chance of getting reprinted as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's like that, like the one flush the one of Flusher Storms usually like a sideboard staple in Blue Red Delver. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So it was a good day to play, man. Kyle was down there. I got to say hi to him. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. My buddy Nick was down there with his two kids. He has like uh Ben and uh uh Ben and uh Lily. Lily, yeah, and they were playing. Uh, L- Lily's like brewed up her own like, uh, like little Nick Fit ramp style deck mm-hmm. that like plays like uh Veteran Explorer, in into um <laughs> into. Oh, she's after Jerry's heart. Yeah, she plays like Veteran Explorer <laughs> into um, what's the the three red red oh Storm Breath Dragon. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> which is like, which is great because Storm Breath gets around swords. It gets around, uh, yeah. It gets around abrupt decay. Like it's just really good. <laughs> it's one of those random threats that just says no, sir, to everything in Legacy. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. I was watching her play. Like I felt bad because like first round Nick got paired up against one of his kids, and then the second round his two kids got paired up against each other. Mm. <laughs> so like that kind of sucks, but um, yeah, it was it was a cool deck. They his kids are fucking his kids are awesome. I love watching them play. Oh man. That's hilarious. Next yeah, it's great. Brewers. Dude, it's, it's great, man. They, both of the, both of his kids love to brew, man. I have a lot of respect for that because clearly I can't, I can't brew to save my life, but, um, but yeah, man. Um, I, and I also would say like the little tech of having the one of, um, the one of, uh, Cavern of Souls was very relevant in some matchups, so. Nice. Yeah, yeah I can, I can see it, uh, coming in handy. Yeah. Like hitting against Miracles was like game one was just great. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, I really do like Besiege You Against Miracles, so I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. I also like, I, I, I want to do more, um, crazy stuff with Cavernous Souls too. Like, Cavernous Souls is a great combo with Chalice of the Void and, uh, like, Goblins. Yeah, sure. Like, that's oh, one yeah. of my favorite interactions. Like, give Goblins uncounterable, Chalice on one, cast all your Goblins. <laughs> oh man, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's it's weird how those things stack, though, right? Like how, like Cavern of Souls can override something that would counter the spell otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, one of the weird. one of the cooler interactions I noticed with Cavern of Souls, because Cavern of Souls like came out right before Goblins kind of fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, uh, but mm. uh, we also had some pretty crazy decks in the in the Star City events. Have you guys? Looked at the recent ones. So, did you see? Oh yeah, the, man. Oh man. Yeah, Roanoke. Uh, <laughs> Roanoke. Wow. Like, I would not want to be in this top eight. <laughs> Jesus. So right at the bat, shout out to uh, Sean French. He uh, came in second with Tinfins. Yeah, your boy. Oh yeah, it looks like he's even running the uh, monastery mentor in the sideboard. So I've man. seen some decks do that with Tinfins. Yeah, well, he said he didn't really like it, but I guess maybe he had a change of heart. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this top eight is just brutal. Ooh, running Dark Confidant. Yeah. That is... So... Balls. I guess that is... Is he, like, just going to side in, like, side in all 15 cards, like, in a transformational sideboard? Yeah, where where were you two weeks ago? We literally spent 20 minutes talking about that with yeah, him. Yeah, man, I kind of... I don't know. I kind of zone out sometimes. <laughs> and then I edit it and hear it, and then I actually listen to it at work, and I hear it again. So, sometimes someone sinks in. Um, but that is what he's doing, right? He yeah. does kind of, like... Transformational sideboard. Yeah, that's kind of cool. 
The, Manalist uh, Dredgen first. Yeah, as I'm saying, like, so the top eight is, like, nasty. Like, Manalist Dredgen first, beating out Tin Fins, then Eldrazi, Ad Nauseam Tendrils, Death and Taxes, Mizzix's Mastery Combo top eighting again, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Talked about that a couple weeks ago. And then Burn and Regular Dredge ra- rounding out the top eight. Let's see what's in this Burn list. Barbarian Ring, which bunch I should run with It's a while. bunch of red spells that deal damage, Pat. Thanks, thanks Adrian. That's great. <laughs> great radio, bud. Um, good Lava Mancer. I've run, see, I've run did Good I've, Lava Mancer and Burn. I didn't really like it, but. They're not playing Lightning Bolt, are they? Uh, yes. no, no Lightning Bolt, actually. <laughs> yes, surprising. Uh, I believe they are playing Lightning Bolts. They <laughs> he is, he that. is running, uh, he is running two Sulfuric Vortex in the main, which isn't, nor- which isn't like, you don't see that all the time. And a Sensei's top, which is, you see that sometimes. That's, oh, he's kind of, that's becoming more more of the meta. Like I see yeah. a lot of burn players running one or two senseis. Yep. He's got the other thing too. He's got four instant speed chain lightnings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, that's a that's a hot deck. <laughs> you have to get them altered though. That's the thing. Um. Yeah. You know, like searing blaze, price of progress. Yeah. It's like fairly vexing shusher. Yeah. In the in the side, I, I actually like vexing shusher in that in that deck. Ashen Rider. Yep. Is that for like the sneak and show matchup? Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, a lot of burn players do that, and I've never really understood it. But yeah, they just run Ashen Rider for the show and tell matchups. Interesting. Like you have to be <laughs> really afraid of show and tell for for that to happen. Yeah. Power static pillar. Oh, that's cool. I've actually. Huh. That's like uh. It's an enchantment version of Eidolon. Yeah, I've actually never seen that card before. That's cool. He's got another a three exquisite firecraft in the side from Origins. There you go. Yep. It's a good card, man. Like when you have the spell mastery, like it's three it's one red red for four damage, uncounterable. It's hard to argue against that. Yeah, can't really do argue. Yeah. <laughs> good one. <laughs> yep, can't do it. Can't um, do it. The uh the Eldrazi deck is pretty standard. There's nothing special there. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. Like when this when this deck gets um gets uh banned out of modern, I go I, I think I'm gonna put it together. Yeah. Like if, if like if like Chalice and Mox Diamond get reprinted, um well, Mox Diamond is reserved less. Oh oh right, right. Wait, is that is it reserved? Yep. Okay. That's why I got the major spike in price once Eternal Masters came out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was, what I was thinking of, oh, Chrome Mox. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like, hmm. maybe Chalice would get reprinted, but I'll probably put that together because it's just like a cool stompy deck, you know? Yeah. So. Man, I love this Mizzik's Mastery combo deck. It's... Yeah, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I'm not, I'm not like up in that deck. Yeah, we we talked about it like probably a month or so ago. I wonder is Dan yeah. Lowe the person who top aided last time as well? I think I, he was actually. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. His name. It kind of reminds me as a reanimator deck for spells. <laughs> he did. So he top aided. Let's see. He came in first at an IQ with Physics's Mastery on in December, mm-hmm. and then he was yeah he came in sixth in this top eight at Roanoke. Um, so it was like three months ago. Oh at this point. no, actually no, you're right. Um, end of December he came in top eight at an IQ for Star City Games, 131 with the combo deck. That was a- end of December. End of January, just uh, January 31st. Okay, so like two months ago. Yeah, not yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really reminds me of Reanimator because your goal is to get Enter the Infinite into your graveyard. 
Um, and then Mizzik's Mastery is almost like a reanimation spell for, for instants and sorceries. So it's three in a red exile target card that's an instant or sorcery from your graveyard. Uh, for each card exile this way, copy it and you may, ex- and you may cast that copy without paying its mana cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has overload for five red, 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 which it comes up a lot. This is a great EDH card. Um, I love playing with that in EDH because you can just basically Yagamoth's, uh, will your entire graveyard out. Uh, but this, he just gets Enter the Infinite into his graveyard, and then for three and a red, he gets to cast it, which is quite a bit of a discount from the eight and four blue that Enter the Infinite <laughs> usually costs. Yeah. Um, and he's running a bunch of, you know, um, ancient tombs, and he's actually not running any City of Traders this time. Yeah. But basically, just Lotus Petals, you know, fill your graveyard with Enter the Infinite, cast Mizzix's Mastery to cast it for four, and then the win condition is Conflagrate, <laughs> which is <laughs> red, which is red XX, deal X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures or players, with flashback of red, red, discard X cards. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you draw your deck with uh, all the Enter the Infinite and discard your deck in order to kill your opponent. That is pretty sweet. He yeah. obviously likes the deck. He plays it often. Yeah, I mean it's a sweet deck. <laughs> I would. Yeah. This is like one of the ones where I wish there was a service where I just had like four of every deck because I would love to just like take this on a Moto Eight Man and yeah. just like play with it. I wonder like if people would know what they're playing against. If, I'm sure some it. people would have no idea, right? Like I would say a lot of people would have no idea. <laughs> hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. No idea. No. <laughs> Um, and then, so that, that pretty much rounds out Roanoke. Um. <laughs> Jesus. And then when somebody brings in Graft, or he can bring in his own Graft Digger's Cage, avoid Mizzix Mastery, and play Dream Halls. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I was going oh, and Dredge. Halls. Dredge came in eighth, right? Did you say that? Yeah. yeah this is a, this is an interesting top eight. Death and Taxes ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also building. I pretty much built Dredge on uh, Magic Online. Oh, really? Yeah. So they announced. Uh, I posted my progress so far on the Facebook group, but they announced that uh, Ravnica is doing flashback drafts. Yeah. And yep. like a major part of the cost of Dredge is the Golgari Grave Trolls, and they were in Ravnica, so their price is going to go way down. Um, oh, nice. Because of all the people drafting the set again. So pick those up, and that's, you know, between that, the only other expensive cards were Cabal Therapy and Lion's Eye Diamond. And then the rest of the deck you can buy for, like, a penny for each card. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so putting putting Dredge together, I'm still waiting for the Golgari Grave Trolls. You know, drafting only started a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be drafting for the next three weeks. So probably in about, like, two weeks from now I'm going to pick them up, and I'll have uh, Dredge put together online. Nice. Is that a was that a rare in Ravnica? Yeah, it was a rare. Oh. I don't think mythics were invented yet. Really? Yeah. Was Ravnica before Lorwyn? Because that that was like the first mythic, right? It was in Lorwyn? Yeah, I think it went Kamigawa Ravnica. Oh okay. Oh wow. All right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't playing then either. So yeah. Well, I I just remember looking back and like I quit in Kamigawa because the cards were so bad, and then the cards in Ravnica <laughs> were so powerful. I'm like, yeah. Uh, if I had just stuck with it, I probably would have just played straight through. <laughs> um. um what, let's what, see. What do you think about this uh, dredge list? 
uh, Adrian? Does it meet your? It's not as combo orientated. Uh, he's oriented. Only, yeah, he's only running one dread return. No, he's well. He's got one in the sideboard. Yeah, but how many do you usually run when you run dredge? Oh, it depends. I mean, like, uh, yeah, it depends if I'm playing Grizzlebrand or not. Like, that's that's what I mean. When, like, when I do combo, it's really just because I'm trying to get Grizzlebrand on the field and flip the deck with an Ashen Rider. But he's not doing. He, he's got no Ashen Rider, so he's he's not going for that. It's actually more. It, what's really kind of cool about this? <clears throat> well, he's uh, he's got an Ashen Rider. He just doesn't have the Grizzlebrands. Right. Well, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you said he doesn't have Ashen Rider, but he does. Oh, did I? All right, <laughs> all right. So yeah, so okay, he has Ashen Rider. Yeah. Uh, it. I don't know. Strange. It's main deck, but whatever. It's up to him. Um, my. I guess like looking at it, my thoughts and going to like the deck that you were building that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what you had going on that seemed a little strange, but like, and and, you know, congratulations, this guy eighth place is. Fucking awesome, right? And with Dredge. So, like, my my personal thoughts is, uh, and this isn't just my thoughts, this is also, like, you know, talking to Jim recently, too, about Dredge, um, about what I, what I had going on for Dredge, uh, what he does for Dredge, and kind of why. Um, this time's where I end up, where I do end up with a Nicarid in the graveyard that I can't bring back because I don't have another black creature. Mm-hmm. So... Four Icarids to me is kind of overkill. Where three will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Street Wraith. I could use another black creature for Icarid, and I could always use a draw spell. So I would actually go four Street Wraith. Um, I'd use four Breakthroughs, because that's fucking ridiculous. If you can get a Breakthrough and a Lion's Eye Diamond in your opening hand with a land, um, you just go four Breakthroughs. Um, what else? I've been trying to figure out um, what were you doing? You had putrid imp instead of cabal therapy. What did you What did you have going on, Jerry? No, I mean I had cabal therapy. Mine was just not fully put together yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, like he doesn't have putrid imp. Which, yeah, he's not running putrid imp. And that's, I mean, that's reasonable. The only thing putrid imp is going to do is let you discard a card, mm-hmm. and you can remove it to Icarid. But you could do the same thing with Street Wraith, and I think that functions better. Yeah. Um. He's not, there's no city of brass, it's just gemstone mine, confluence, and coliseum. Mm-hmm. The, it sounds like one dread return main deck is always good. A second one out of the sideboard if you're actually looking to bring in like Iona or Ashen Rider or Elish Norn, but like, and he doesn't have Elish Norn anywhere. What I also like is instead of surgical or anything out of the sideboard, he's playing Fairy Macabre, mm-hmm. which works really good with Icarid anyway. Right. So it actually keeps a pretty streamlined, you know, the one street rate on the sideboard seems weird. Um, Flare of the Hate Pound's pretty cool, because you can always keep um, doing damage when you bring him back Icarids anyway, even if for whatever reason you can't attack with them. Mm-hmm. That, that works. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like it. It's just kind of strange to see Ashen Rider main deck instead of out of the sideboard. But Yeah, I'd almost like even Iona better than Ashen Rider, because... If you see, oh, I'm playing Merfolk, you can just get that, just shut them off. You get so many free That wins. doesn't really function. What do you mean? You get so many free wins with Iona. I, uh, Merfolk just goes through fucking Aether Vials. Yeah, but it slows them down nonetheless, and it also shuts off their counter magic. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, I don't know. Fine, switch it out with elves. <laughs> if you really well, I mean, want... it, is 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 Merfolk really a rough matchup for Dredge? No, but a free win's a free win, Adrian. It's not a free win if you had to fucking use Iona. Oh my god. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Jesus. Iona was good against like the Omni Show decks. Yeah. Or like if you if you want to try to bring it out real quick against Burn. It's it's good against any deck that's one color that doesn't yeah. have an answer for it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. even even miracles. If you put it on white, the, that shuts them off of white for the rest of the game. Yeah, terminus sorts the plowshares. Monastery mentor and treat the angels. Sure. Yeah. Well, it'll wreck them in that regard. So Iona's just—it's a free win against so many decks. Uh, so that's why I would like to to run it main over the Ashen Rider. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go main though, but yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, I. I pull the Ashen Rider out anyway and stick something else, but then again, I wouldn't make top 8 in SEG with Dredge, so... There you go. <laughs> Consider your fucking source, really. <laughs> um, but no, it's... It's actually, I mean, it looks like a really... It looks like a really decent sideboard. It seems like there's so much... I don't know, like... It, it's... It sounds like whenever you side with Dredge, um, you really just weaken your game... You weaken your game plan. So, like, even though, no matter what you bring in, I actually played a couple weeks ago. I played Dredge. I faced the deck. I had, uh, I think I beat him game one. Game two, I saw Rest in Peace. Game three, I saw Containment Priest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that was freaking terrible. So, like, I don't know about Ancient Grudge and Nature's Claim. Like, whatever. I mean, they, they gotta answer something. You know, it's just sometimes you just gotta force people to have the hate, I guess. The way I see running Dredge is game one, you hope you win, um, which you're playing Dredge. Usually, you are winning game one. Game two, you just run it no fear, don't side anything in, just play it as you would anyways. See what they actually board in, and then if you lose game two to those hate pieces, board in to answer those hate pieces, because. That way, game two, you can still just get the chance of being the dredge deck and just winning on the spot. Uh, so that if they don't get their hate online, you haven't diluted your deck, bringing in hate cards for things you think they might have but don't necessarily have. Because there's no point boarding in hate for cards that they don't even have. All right. Um, so I, I like I like kind of doing like no fear version for game two, and then if you really need a board in the hate for uh, game three. Mm. What about you, Pat? How's that chicken wing? Oh man, it's great. Yeah, great, great chicken wing. Oh yeah. 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 Did chicken mm-hmm. wing have anything to say about Dredge? Nope. No. I don't know anything about Dredge, man. I don't know <laughs> I don't know a goddamn thing about it. Yeah, I, I it looks looks fun, but I have no opinion on it. Yeah, I basically just scratched the surface with Dredge. That's why I'm really interested to uh, actually get some games under my belt, play some uh, eight mans with it online. I feel like people who like Dredge fucking really like Dredge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're into it. They know. They, uh, I don't. I just don't think like I could learn much about the deck, the deck enough to play it and not play it. You know what I mean? Want to play it a lot. So. I mean, it's important to know how the deck operates, though, because when c- first running into Dredge, I thought Dredge was absolutely unbeatable. And then I actually learned how the deck operates, and once you know that, it's a lot easier to pick apart its strategy and know what to go for and what to target and, and you know, to take it out. You know, that, yeah. like, I've beat Dredge game one without any hate, 
just because I know what spells need to be countered and you know what th- what needs to be done at certain junctures of the game. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but uh, want to move on to indie? The fuck is indie? Uh, there was another uh, SCG event in Indianapolis the same weekend. Oh, you got a link somewhere. Oh man, go to the Star City Games homepage. <laughs> All right, I'm there. There you go. But watch, I'm, I'm in standard. What are we talking about? I'm just, fucking, I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. I got it. I love Dex name Show and Tell. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's Show and Tell. What does that mean? Um, and it looks like it's uh, Omni Show. Yeah. Yeah, Omni Show coming in eighth place. That's funny. Didn't I just say the other day, do people still play Omni Show? <laughs> yeah, you literally said yesterday no one still plays Omni Show. <laughs> yeah. No, I said, do people even still play Omniscience? That's what I said. I don't know. I played it before um, with Burning Wish, and I liked it a lot. Yes, yeah. you know. <laughs> you just like Burning Wish in general as a card, don't you? Jerry fucking played against it. It's not. A, I'm not knocking you for it. I'm just saying, like, it seems like you just like that card. Well, no, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. the, um, but, like, the outs that that deck had were awesome. Yeah. This well, is, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, not a knock against you. I just, I didn't I say you're knocking it. Jeez, you don't have to be so defensive. Yeah, you should have heard what Pat right. said about your mother. Relax, buddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, he's not running, uh, City of Traders. This, uh, Can Andy, you blame him? Things like 300 event. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if that's the reason. But yeah. No. It's nice seeing, uh, Omni show back in the game. As long as it's not dominating it, get Chris Cheehy to stop complaining. <laughs> and then, Hashtag Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, another thing I thought was interesting is uh, the second place, the Abzan Stoneblade. Yeah. Lots of just, I think with Eldrazi, in their wake, all these mid-range decks are seeing a lot of play. Because these mm-hmm. mid-range decks love the uh, Chalice of the Void meta, because they just go above it. So they're running like Dark Confidant, Deathrite Shaman, one of Night of the Reliquary, phone, four Stoneforge, four Tarmogoyf, two Liliana, Lingering Soul, Source of Plowshares, Abrupt Decay. So you know all the all the good stuff. It's almost like uh, Jund, but it's like Abzan Jund style. Yeah, Gatteek seems pretty good against Eldrazi too. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You can get it out fast enough. Um, so, just, <laughs> I feel like the meta's just slowed down quite a bit. Mm. Another another deck playing Painful Truths in the main, too. Yeah, just a one The card now. seems like it's like, yeah, no, I know, but the card just seems like it gets a little traction here and there. Ah, that card's bad. It's so bad. I don't know, man. Pay three, draw three? Like, nah, I mean, there's a card called Read the Bones. There's a card called Brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you get to keep all three cards, guys. You don't have to put any back. <laughs> what if I don't want them all? What if I don't want well, them all? Well, then you're stuck with them, Jerry. Uh, just uh, make make Ancestral Recall legal. <laughs> Settle this. Yeah, what could, what could, ha- what could happen, guys? Um, um, that's pretty much see, it. Another, yeah, another burn, death and taxes. Oh, shit! Look at 16th place. 16th place. Hold on. Oh! It's Ben Petrino. Another Denvin's deck. Yeah, this is Pomegranate. This is his list. Oh, okay. Let's see. So instead of doing tin fins, this is actually like burning fins. Oh, oh yeah, this is the Burning Wish deck. Okay. This is Lion's Eye Diamond Burning Wish tin fins. This this fucking deck is 
ridiculous. <laughs> this deck is ridiculous. Mm. I've, I've killed people with a chalice at one. <laughs> yeah, this deck is awesome. This this is so much fun because like when an Eldrazi deck goes chalice at one, and you, they just still have to face Grizzlebrand turn one. Yeah, I was gonna ask if like that's like the if this is the the form like the form of this deck you have to play when Eldrazi is so big right now. Well, well, not so big, but you know what I mean. Well, out didn't there. seem to do him that well because he came. Well, he came in sixteenth, but there were quite a bit of Eldrazi deck lists in here. Sure, this deck is just awesome. This deck is so much fun. It doesn't look like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's why I wasn't gonna find this in the. I was looking in the Dollar Rares box uh, the other day. Yeah, because I went down what, to for, for Lion's Eye Diamonds. Looking for them in the Dollar Rare box. No, for Meltdown. Uh, why this was... Meltdown? Uh, you burning wish to the sideboard, grab Meltdown. It's one red X, destroy each artifact with total casting cost X or less. Mm-hmm. So you, you can melt down all chalices. Yep. This, it's, uh, stellar. <laughs> if you cast it for one red though, won't it just get countered by, oh, X or less. Or yeah. less is the key phrase there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that list. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, Lion's Eye Diamonds in real life, and it looks like I never will have Lion's Eye Diamonds in real life. <laughs> why? why? Uh, Lion's Eye Diamonds are just super expensive now, too. Um, well, well, we'll just we'll have to get you a job. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reward myself by buying some Lion's Eye Diamonds. Employment sounds like it's a thing. <laughs> God. I don't want to get a summer job, Dad. Um, oh, they're not that bad. They're only 140 bucks. Only $140. Dude, I just I had to buy my my like uh volcanics at like 170, 180, and that was like scraping the bottom of the barrel when I was on eBay. So I mean I Get passed over buying them for like $65 a couple months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I, I need a fucking volcanic. Who's got a volcanic here? No. <laughs> nope. You can't have mine. I need Actually, a volcanic. I, I wouldn't mind getting one more. But I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait for the, <laughs> I'm gonna wait for the, uh, for Eternal uh, Masters to come out so they go up in price. No, I think I think I think you'll see them go up and then they'll come back down after Eternal Masters is out for a little while. Sherry, do you have Burning Wishes? I don't think Eternal Masters gonna put a bunch. Nope, I've I've bought and sold Burning Wishes like three or four times. It's a it's a card I always buy and then I'm like, why do I have these? And I sell them and then I'm like, oh, I remember why I wanted those and I buy them back. I'm telling you, two Burning Wishes and a Volcanic Island, and I have this deck together. Nice. Yeah, I don't... I might have Burning Wishes. I'll check. I don't think so. I think I sold them, but I might still have them. And then I just gotta pull up pieces for the sideboard. Oh my god, this deck is so much fun. I mean, both versions (laughs) are fun. This deck is just ridiculous. Can we talk about the thing that's a lot of fun? Oh, they're not even that expensive, the Burning Wishes. Yeah. No, they're wicked cheap. And that's the thing. They're they're, they're too cheap right now. How how much are they? Last time I saw they were like 12, 13. Uh, you can get lightly played on TCG for nine seventy nine. Yeah. Oh man, if I don't have Burning Wishes, I should get them again. <laughs> they're 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 too cheap. I think this is what I do. It's like they go down to like eight nine bucks and I buy them, and then they go up to like thirteen fourteen bucks and I sell them. 
So yeah, you can get like HP MP cards for under eight bucks right now. Well under eight bucks. No, no, but Jerry, as as uh, I don't know, with with your financial experience, that's fine though, right? <laughs> yeah, buy low, sell high. <laughs> buy low, sell high, and currency is designed to be current. Yeah, but unfortunately, Burning Wish isn't a commodity. It's something I actually want to play with. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. Like, I don't, I don't buy and sell corn and get upset when my favorite ears of corn go up. <laughs> don't you play with your ears of corn? I do play with my ears of corn, but you know, only when no one else is watching. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh boy. I make one of those like folk art. I actually just watched Children of the Corn like a couple days ago. So this is all <laughs> Children of the Cornliest. Malachi. That's <laughs> all hey. very relevant. <laughs> Uh, speaking uh. of Children of the Corn and a completely unrelated segue, did you guys see this uh, deck that uh, the boss Ross uh, Miriam was uh, talking about? No. no. Uh, let me get get it to you. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Ross Miriam or yeah, I just, Tom Ross? I just stole Tom Ross's nickname for okay. Ross Miriam. <laughs> I, just, I, I made it up, and then I'm like, ah, oh, that was already taken. You thought so, I was talking about Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. <laughs> Ross, Bruce Springsteen, Miriam, wrote an article uh, on Star City, uh, where he went over the deck that came in first place on the 12th, the Star City Games event from the 12th, uh, which was in, I don't know where it is. Damn it, Star City... Opacity uh, of information. Anyways, what? <laughs> they they didn't list where the this event took place, so I have no idea. Oh, this is the false the false care deck. Yeah, false care. Um, yeah. this deck. Is... I asked I asked Adrian if anyone hit him with false care when he sacked Children of Corliss. Yeah, I realized <laughs> that you you unfortunately did not go into this. No one besides you knew about this deck at the time. <laughs> You were trying to segue, and we're all like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Pat? Why are you?" Talking oh about no, it wasn't a segue. I was just like, "I was like, hey, this deck is cool. Hey, this card is the namesake of the deck. Let's see what it does. Hey, that's pretty. That's pretty relevant in a tin, against a tin fin deck." <laughs> well, anyways, let's talk fine. about how False Care is in a deck that is actually hilarious and good enough to win an Invitational. So this is oh, Abzan right. False Cure. Yeah. Do we still do we still have to use the cons names? The cons rotating out. Do we still have to use these names? Yeah, junk junk False Cure. I mean, we just go back to jump. we gave up, oh, we gave up using exactly. the Ravnica guild names. Like, yeah. thank God, that what was... are you talking about? Haven't you played against fucking Azorius Rectos yet? Yeah, yeah of course. Azorius Rectos <laughs> with Jeskai Rectos. So blue, yeah. blue, white, red, black. <laughs> I heard someone say like white, black, and uh, what was it? White, black, green. So like junk. When it splashes blue, it should just be called wet junk. Wet junk, nice. <laughs> yeah. That junk. Well, I mean, it's it's better than Ravnica. Remember when people were going around calling it "Is it Delver"? It's like no, oh, God. no, don't don't. Well, yes, that. it is Delver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, it, is that like so? I mean, I came when I came back into board like at Board of the Gods. I knew like Esper. I I knew like what Azorius was. Um, things like that, but I hadn't heard. Obviously, like there wasn't a name for like there wasn't Abzan out there. There wasn't Jeskai. Does Wizards, like, just, like, use these namesakes from Standard, like, force them on other formats and then just keep switching them every once in a while when they decide they want to change up the name in Standard? Yeah, it kind of went hard with Ravnica. Yeah, they don't switch them that often. I mean, 
So the the cons shark names people also say it goes back to like Odyssey block with the uh, the legendary dragon cycles, but no one really used those names that often. I mean, it makes sense for Wizards. Like, Wizards kind of forces it on, and Star City gets right on board with it. Uh, they they just like the consistency. It's it's helpful for new players if they all know what they're talking about. This kind of goes into the debate about, like, legacy deck names and people not wanting to use creative deck names because it's confusing for players who don't understand, you know, where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, so they kind of started hard with Ravnica, kind of forcing on the different guild names of the two color pairs. And then what was that like the Is it the Azorius? Yeah, Rakdos. Golgari. So was this was that Ravnica or Return to Ravnica? Return to Ravnica is when. Okay. I mean, the names were introduced in Ravnica, but it feels uh-huh. like in Return to Ravnica is when they started kind of being like shoved down our throats. And then okay. With cons, it just kind of got even worse with the shards, but. With cons, you know, for the longest time, the reason why we call, uh, you know, black, white, green junk is for the longest time, it didn't really have a name. It, it didn't have Esper, because those all came about because of uh, a Lara block. Because um, mm. when I came back into Magic, I didn't really know what Esper was or Grixis was or anything like that, because I had not been playing when that block came out. So it was kind of hard for me to just relearn to figure out what what each of those actually meant, what, what they're referring to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's gonna stick. I mean, junk is pretty much the only one we lost. I mean, it's not like we ever had a name for, you know, blue, white, red. Everyone just called it like Patriot or you know USA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really. I don't have like a an affinity for any of the names. I'm just curious how often we have to re- change up our you know our common what's the term vernacular for yeah. it. Just it's a little bit obnoxious, you know, but. Whatever. I don't think they'll change it again. It's yeah. just, it's funny. As soon as the block rotates out, people stop using it. Like, no one yeah. says, is it Delver anymore? <laughs> right, right. Thank, thankfully, because yeah. that's, a, that's <laughs> stupid. All right, so um, do you want you want to go over this deck list? Yeah, this deck is hilarious. Yeah. Um, it kind of riffs off of Infect a little bit in where it wants to give your opponent life. So it's playing all these cards that... You can play for free if your opponent gains gains life instead, um, mm-hmm. which you know we know invigorate from infect. In infect doesn't care about giving your opponent's life, so you know giving a creature plus four plus four in exchange for them gaining three life is a good deal. Yeah, yeah, um, sick. But what people don't remember is that that was like an entire mechanic back in like Nemesis block, because there's also like Sky Shroud Cutter, which is three and a green for a two two, which is pretty lame, but if you control a forest, you can play it for free in exchange for your opponent gaining five life. So you get a free 2-2 and your opponent gains five life. And the deck makes the most out of it with False Cure, which is black-black until end of turn. Whenever a player gains life, that player loses two life for each one life he or she gained. (laughs) So if you just go False Cure into Sky Shroud Cutter, Sky Shroud Cutter, uh, they just lost the game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> um, and then to double down on it, they're also running Kavu Predator, which is one in a green for a 2-2 trample. Whenever an opponent gains life, put that many plus one, plus one counters on Kavu Predator. Yeah. So this guy just laughs at Tarmogoyf. Let's see. And also, so they're running uh, one of Sylvan Safekeeper. It's like the one, the green for a 1-1, but you get to sack a land to give a 
creature you control shroud. Yep, exactly. I mean which that is a little protection there. Dried arbor, and then they're running four green sun zeniths to find all these guys. Yep, and like the four dark confidant, four deathrite shaman package. So like just like that's a like, lot of card advantage. Like yeah, and that's the best part about the deck is it's just in like an Abzan like mid range shell, like four dark confidant, yep. four death deathrite shaman, four thought seeds. That's a pretty yep. good deck on its own right there. Oh, Reverend Silence is, yeah. <laughs> is nasty. <laughs> Reverend Silence is three and a green. It's from Nemesis. Yep. Three and a green uh, sorcery. If you control a forest, you may have each other player gain six life instead of paying its mana cost and just destroy all enchantments. Yeah. But that is just that is just rough with false cure. <laughs> right. It's like 12 life. Wow. This deck, this deck can't be that much to put together, right? This deck is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap to put together. Like, the Thoughtseize is probably, like, the most expensive in the the Thoughtseize, the Divining Top. I mean, even the Like, land the Dried Arbor might be a little up there. The land base is pretty cheap. It has four Bayou, which is expensive, but as far as dual lands go, you could be much worse off. And then the only yep, other duels are one Savannah, two Scrublands, and then a Corrigus. Yeah, which are cheap. Cheap. Yeah, so this yeah, this deck is. is real cheap. If you're looking for a fun way to get into the format, um, this is a really cool deck to uh, get into with. Yeah, what? Like just like yeah, man, this is cool. <laughs> huh? Huh? huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, dark death, dark confidants are pretty cheap. Deathrite shamans have, have come way down in price. So I want to say you could probably put this deck together for maybe like a grand. Think so? Uh, let's let's take a look here. Let's plug it into the good old money <laughs> thing. <laughs> of things. Good one, Jerry. Good one, dude. I don't have a fancy tool that just does these things. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> oh no, man, no, five hundred, five hundred. No, so if it was off by fifty percent. I guess it could be either a five hundred dollar deck or a fifteen hundred dollar deck. That goes two ways. Actually, this is really funny. I may have to do this. It costs one thousand five hundred and two dollars to put together in paper. Yep. Or it costs a hundred and sixty one dollars to put together on Magic Online. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I may have to put this deck together. Really? 161 bucks on Magic Online? Yeah, and the fact that... That can't, that can't be right. That can't be right. Tell me what's expensive in this deck. I don't know. I don't play Magic Online, but, like, I would think something like Dark Confidant and Thoughtseize must be a bit on Magic Online. Uh, Thoughtseizes are, like, $5 a piece on Magic Online. All right, Jerry, uh, can you... If I give you my login... <laughs> uh, maybe I'll put this... This, this looks Conf- like a fun deck to play. Yeah, Dark Confidant's the only real expensive thing on Modern... So Dark Confidant... Dark Confidant costs $10.71 online. I'm saving this deck list because I really might put this together this week. Although, you want to hear something terrible? I have to buy a new computer now because... The next magic update that's going to be happening in the next month or so, they're not going to allow support for Vista anymore. <laughs> so it <laughs> so means I just need to, I'm just going to buy a new computer because this one is old anyway. Yeah. Okay. So buy you cost $5 and 45 cents online. What? Yeah. How does, how is buy you that cheap and volcanics were like, how much were they? Like 25 bucks? Cause they're blue. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I guess I guess actually really that's not that bad even even for 
Because I got four. I got. Think, I think we got four. Yeah, you got. Those, you got four. Like yeah, bucks. you got. I got you four volcanics for like seventy-two, seventy-three bucks. Oh man, Magic Online's sweet. Oh my god, how can you even say it's sweet? Because it's just like you can like put together a deck for one hundred sixty bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I may have to do this because I already have the Thoughtseize. All I basically have to do is buy the Dark Confidants. Oh, and Dark Confidants yeah. are actually going to get cheaper too because, like I said, they're drafting modern. Ma- uh, they're drafting Ravnica <clears throat> for the next three weeks. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Dude, all right, I'm putting this together. I really am. Yeah, I may have to put this together too. This looks. It just looks fun, you know. <laughs> is there like a is there a, like a card that hoses this deck if someone sides in against you? Like uh, I mean, line of the sanctity. Does Moto does Moto still crash all the time? No, it's not. Exactly. It's no, not it's, a shitty program anymore. It's. I mean, it's not great, it's still, but it's, it's got, still a it, shitty program. But uh. <laughs> yeah, they've they've done. I think they've done a lot to make it to make it better, though. Yeah, they it have. doesn't have the massive memory leak that it used to. I used to like open up Magic Online and immediately like my secondary fan and my computer would kick on. <laughs> like, like I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> right after I sign in, like it would come to the home screen and just be like, Geez. like, all right, well, here we go, boys. See how long this lasts till everything fucking melts in my computer. So, man, I, I just, I don't know. I guess, I guess, <sighs> whatever. I'm, the only, the biggest reason I would do it is like you could probably just run it in a league and just have fun with it, right? You know, play like yeah, play a well, few I just rounds play here this. and there. Like, like, I just want to see how it plays. Yeah, um, it's, it's just it's interesting. As far as decks that it loses to, um, I would say like anything. You can't be good against miracles, right? Like, yeah, it, probably loses out, to burn. If they lock out your false cure, that's no good. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Miracles is probably pretty tough, too, because they also have answers to copy Predators. Yeah. Um, also know what's hilarious? Swords to Plowshares. Oh, yeah! <laughs> false, false Cure, Swords to Plowshares, your Tarmogoy if you lose 10 oh, life. <laughs> that's just value. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to play And, this deck and you know what this deck is probably great against, just incidentally? What? Tin Fins. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Not at all. Why? Of course it is. No, it's fucking... What? Why would it be good against Tinfins? Because you, because it runs four false cure in the main. Yeah, so what? It costs two black. Show me a force of will in this deck. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> this fucking deck's hosed. <laughs> I mean, they can run Gattateague. Yeah. Right, actually, you know what? No, he did take first place. Oh, no, he didn't. Never mind. He took first yeah. place. He got an IQ. Yeah, that, he was, got... that was someplace once upon a time. That was, I thought I was still looking <laughs> once at Once upon a time <laughs> last <Okay>. week. <laughs> right, was this was this first place last week? It was first yeah. place last week. In the same tournament with Ben Petrino? Uh, we looked at so many. I don't it doesn't know. matter. Both both places had fucking in it. He, well, no. The other one that had first place was Dredge, right? Manolis Dredge took first with... Uh, with Sean French, and then uh, Ben Petrino was in the other one in Indianapolis at yeah, 16th. I, c- I could tell you absolutely nothing about anything else, but I could tell you where both Tin Fins players plays, who they where they were. Thank you for having the uh, Tin Fins angle covered. And now to our Tin Fins desk. You, you know their MTG the source handle, like... <laughs> Adrian's Adrian's the man, dude. He likes Tinfin so much. I put it together and haven't even played it yet. Like, <laughs> I'll buy the deck off you, Pat. Right now. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Like, I I I want to play it so bad, but like, because like, uh, you know, we're we're going to Columbus in a few in a few months, and 
I just want to really get practice with a deck. I really, really want to just focus on one deck and so like I have to, it's like, it's like my guilty, it's like, uh, it's like I'm a hoarder, you know? Like I, like I'm a housewife and I bought this really expensive purse and jewelry, but I can't show my husband so I have to like hide it like under the bed somewhere where he's not gonna see it. Does your wife know you put together the ten fins? No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good so way. That's a good way to have an ex-wife pet. When you said you're like a housewife who hides her favorite things under her bed so her spouse doesn't see, you're literally that thing that you said you're like. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it wasn't an analogy for nothing, man. I mean, it's like... I'm the analogy. It is me. <laughs> it's my life. This is my life, Jerry. I'd be lying if I said I haven't done that. <laughs> No, yeah, well, I, I have I, a. I've come, I said, I was, I've, I've come home and smuggled in a dual land. I actually a lot of those cards I got off of Puka Trade uh, for for that deck. So yeah, defend it now. <laughs> it's like basically, <laughs> it's basically free, you know. <laughs> I'm like, per, I think I'm like, I think I'm personally just keeping my local uh, post office like branch yeah. open because of how much postage I buy there. We can keep in mind uh, Pat's wife is better with the numbers than Pat is. <laughs> oh, that is not that is not false at all. Like that is that is the truth. She that's, does all she handles all the bills. Care? That's not- <laughs> uh, oh, also I talked to Poxman Dan, uh, and he's down to come on next week to go over some pox. Uh, yeah, I know we have some listeners asking for us to cover some pox, so we'll get it straight from the source. From the source? I thought we were going to talk to Dan. Yeah, I know. We're, we're gonna, he is the source. Oh, I thought oh, the he source is? was a website. Yeah, yeah. I thought... Is he a walking he's server? A, like... he's, a, he's, a, he's actually a gnome. He's a, magic, he's a magical gnome <laughs> where all things uh, pox emanate from. Don't fact check me on that. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> please, please clap. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so he's going to. Should we? Uh, should we do some? What the hell should we play? We haven't done that in a while. Um. Well, why don't well, we do that? On Pox. Uh, well, all right. Hmm. Fine. We can do it. Unless, well, actually, it's I just feel like every time. Well, every time we have a guest on, we never do what the hell should we play because we run out of time and we forget. And then we've had guests, we've yes. had guests on for like the last month straight, and people are hitting me up. It's like, hey, That's... can you can you guys do that? What, what the hell should you? Uh, hey, what what was that question on the Facebook group that somebody brought up anyway a while ago? Oh yeah, well, hold on, let me pull it up. Well, 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 we're looking that up. Did you see this other yeah. early thing? I'm kind of really curious about this. Harness the storm. Do you think it repeats? Can you read the card? Can you read the card? I don't know what the card is. Sure. Harness the Storm is an enchantment. One red, two colorless. Uh, rare from the new set. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast target card with the same name as that spell from your graveyard. You pay, you still pay its cost, but basically it gives, whenever you cast an instant, an instant in the graveyard with the same name has flashback. I talked a lot hmm. to a lot of people about this on Twitter and the Facebook group. Um, and it seemed like it, excitement was pretty high at first, and then kind of when we ran it through its paces and did kind of some mental exercises, we're thinking about you know where it would be useful. It um it just doesn't it it's a little bit too hard to get off. Um, well, I'm I'm looking at it as like three mana as opposed to four for past and flames. Yeah, but past and flames doesn't require you to have a full hand when you go off. That's the thing with this card. This card requires you to 
not only generate enough mana to go off with it, but then also to still have a full hand to continue going off. Whereas Past in Flames, you can just top deck and win the game. Well, Past in Flames, you can also... I don't know about top deck and win the game, but you can at least flash it back from the graveyard. Right, so that's another advantage for, for Pass and Flames where it's it's available to you. I mean, the fact that it's an enchantment is definitely its strongest feature. This card just sticks around. So what I'm thinking yeah. is, like, this is more apt to be compared to um, Pyromancer's Ascension. Um, and Wait a minute, you know what, though? What? Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast target card with the same name as that spell from your graveyard. That's actually not flashback. The card doesn't leave your graveyard. Yeah, that's another thing. Is the Holy shit, the mana you could fucking get with a dark ritual. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is, is you can only... <laughs> Casting Sorry. it from your graveyard, though, doesn't uh, trigger it, so you don't get infinite mana. No, you just need two dark rituals. Right. But if you already have two dark rituals, don't you think you have a lot of mana already? Uh, it depends. Do you want to just hard cast Emrakul with Tidbits? <laughs> yeah, you can go that way too, but <laughs> that, that requires Damn. you to splash a third color, or actually a fourth color at this point, uh, and then also. No, have... no, no. Look, I want you to take a look at Ben Petrino's okay. list with red. Right. And ben ben, ben Petrino's list, I can see it more because you also have the Lion's Eye Diamond, so you can be discarding your hand. Yeah, it's it's a little bit further away from Logan Crean's list, but holy shit, man, two dark rituals really goes silly. Uh, uh, I just, I... No, 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 no. I get it. No, because you still would only have three yeah. mana. Never mind. Like what I'm saying is, like it, it gives incremental advantage. It's just like the setup isn't really worth it because it doesn't trigger from casting from your graveyard. You still have to have another one in your right. hand. So you actually need right. three. You need one dark ritual in your graveyard and then two dark rituals in the hand in order to make it really. Rinse Ooh, early. but if you could wait, can you do that? Can you cast regrowth targeting a regrowth? Um. I get, this is really convoluted at this point. Because <laughs> then you could build up a storm count. Like, <laughs> why do you want to do these things? Because <laughs> somehow this card is good. I agree. I mean, it's like one of those cards that it's going to come out at bulk. And I'm going to buy foil copies of it at bulk because if someone if someone right. ever breaks this card, it's a card that's going to get broken it's, hard. It's just it's three mana. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, the fact somehow. that it sticks around as an enchantment is its biggest strength because you can spend a turn to cast it. And then just go bonkers the next turn, but that all. Well, this is, the, even this as a setup isn't a flusterstorm yeah. target. It, hmm. It's definitely interesting. Um, I wouldn't pay more than bulk for it, uh, but I can definitely see. I would not be surprised if, like, three years from now, we're talking about lists and there, there's this this card that's breaking something wide open, kind of like Mizzix Mastery did. Oh, um, Matt Tiffany was the one who asked us to cover some decks on a uh, on a. Uh... On the cast, so he didn't have anything in particular. Braden mentioned Landstill, but I don't know if you guys want to go into that or if you have something else you want to talk about. Oh, yeah, Braden was asking about Landstill. There was another. There was somebody else that asked another question. Another. Oh, yeah, there was that. There was that blue-green Landstill list that got posted. Do we want to do that one? Uh, well, just Justin Hockney did ask about um about Pox. Oh, okay. And I, I'm just yeah. Right, so we can do Pox next pa- week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him a message. A little bit. We're doing it next week, but we will get into that as well. Okay. Um, do we want uh, to cover the the Landstill list? I'll discuss some Landstill. Where's I'm the list? Find it here. Blue Green Landstill. I don't know if uh, if he's played this at all, like actually in paper. But um, is there like a standardized Landstill deck? So or? yeah, I guess we should go over kind of the history of Landstill a bit. Because um, let 
Landstill was a pretty popular deck about five years ago, and it fell off uh, the tournament scene. Uh, hasn't really come back. Um, I want to say, like, Return to Ravnica was probably the last time I was really seeing st- Landstill decks around. Um, but the way the deck functions is it basically runs a bunch of man lands. Uh, so Mishra's Factory, Fairy Conclave, Dryad Arbor, uh, and, you know, some of the other ones like Canopy Vista. Um, depending on what flavor of Landstill you went with, kind of dictated which man lands you went with. You know, if you're blue black, you're running Creeping Tar Pits. If you're, uh, green based, you're running Canopy Vistas, things like that. And then it's, card advantage engine was standstill which is an awesome odyssey uncommon which is blue and one whenever any player plays a spell sacrifice standstill if you do each of that player's opponents draws three cards so standstill is one of those cards where you basically play it and it's just a staring contest because it's you know who's gonna blink first who's gonna try and you know um progress the board or deploy some threats at the expense of basically giving your opponent an ancestral recall and landstill decks would cheat uh get around it by using man lands you know playing mistress factory isn't going to break the standstill because it's not a spell it's a land but you still get to deploy a threat to put pressure on your opponent um you know, Murpho mm-hmm. could even be said as a uh, Landstill type variant because it was playing um, Mutavaults and Standstills and Aether Vial as another way to get threats into play in, around Standstill. Um, so Murpho could almost be argued as the most popular variant of the Standstill decks. But, you know, since they started running the Chalice of the Void, uh, Standstill's fallen way out of favor with Murpho players. Hmm. Um, I see a couple of decks. It looks like it's mostly a vintage deck. It's all it's yep. played in vintage. Um, there's only one deck from 2016. There's a few from 2015, but they're almost all vintage except for one legacy deck. Yeah, um, I would that say was looks like it was in September of 2015. Yeah. But there's very very little, very very little land still on Magic mm-hmm. Online. Or at least like in the MTG Top 8 database uh, for online and paper. Yeah, it least. just hasn't been around for a couple of years. I would say probably five years ago, probably no. the blue-red variant was the most common. Um, kind of mm-hmm. even before Delver was printed. Um, because you would basically do a bunch of damage to them, maybe resolve a threat that stays in play, and then play a standstill. And then you're basically telling your opponent, it's like, okay, you can either deal with the threat that's in play... Uh, and let me draw three cards, which I could probably buy, you know, draw some more lightning bolts, some more burn to finish you off, or we can just sit here and let my threat take you out. So it just, it's all about presenting your opponent with really hard choices. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Braden sent us this, uh, blue-green, uh, landstill list, wanting us to kind of take a crack at it, see what we think. Uh, it's definitely interesting. So. It's running one Dryad Arbor, two Fairy Conclave, which is the... I love this card, by the way, Fairy Conclave. Um, I remember it's like one of the first cards I ever opened in a pack. Um, but it's it's a land, enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it for blue mana, or you can play one in a blue, and it becomes a 2-1 blue fairy creature with flying until end of turn. Um, then he's running four forest, four island, two lumbering falls, which is the new battle for Zendikar blue green manland. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not the biggest fan of this one, just because it's so expensive. It costs two blue and green to activate. It does have X-proof, It does have X-proof, but it's a 3-3. I'd rather Canopy Vista. Canopy Vista is an old mainland that costs one and a green to activate, and it's a 3-3 without X-proof. So I'd gladly pay, you know, one and a blue less for (laughs) for Canopy Vista. Yeah. (laughs) It's an old mainland. It's an old mainland. (laughs) I I, I know. I think that was funny, yeah. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Yep. Now I'm going to need to get some canopy vistas altered to have, like, the old man from Up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, that would be and awesome. then he's rounding off his man lands with uh, four Mishra's factories, and then four Misty Rainforest, four Wasteland to finish off the lands. Um, he's only running five creatures, and... Hmm? Is this... Where, where are we anyway? Are we are uh, all right. So we're looking at is this Braden's list? It's, I don't know yes. if it's one that okay. he made or someone else made, but he definitely brought it to our attention. All right, so it's, a, it's a prototype yeah. bro. Then he's running mm-hmm. four Sylvan Advocate, which is a funny card. It's what set is that? Is that which one? Is that that's Gatewatch? The yeah, that's Elf yeah, the Gatewatch. Sylvan yeah. Advocate, one and a green for a two-three Vigilance. So already that's pretty good. Um, as long as you control six or more land, Sylvan Advocate and land creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Oh, the land creatures yeah, is cool. Uh, it's cute. So you get a so you can get a five five. He's gonna get a bunch of lands in this deck, right? He's running twenty five lands. Yeah, it's just I don't. I I'd almost rather something else in that slot. Like it, it just doesn't seem worth it. How about this? A two and two. If you look at this uh, spoilers, mm-hmm. ty- tireless tracker. What's that do? It's a uh, green and two, a green and two colorless. Um, human scout. He's a three-two. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, investigate. Whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a one-one counter on tireless tracker. Uh, that's okay. How about? I'm actually curious to see that get played with fetch lands. Tarmogoyf. <laughs> it won't. Well, it won't in standard at least. How about just? Tarmogoyf instead. Like I just feel, if you if you want like a green beater, you have so many better options. Like it's only really gonna be going in with one, maybe two other lands at a time, and it just it it takes a lot in order to get it to go off. Like you need six lands. You notice, that. Jerry? Jerry, you notice there's no sorceries there in this no deck. Sorceries in this deck. So Tarmogoyf is. Not being set up well, officially. I don't know if you know right? this, Adrian, but there are two players in a game of Magic. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, I, I do acknowledge I that. I don't think you need to have... I mean, I'm not running tribal uh, spells in my deck, but I'm still running Tarmogoyf. Oh, yeah, I guess if you play in a forest, you should probably just oh, run a Tarmogoyf. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, uh, what? Uh, Jerry, your bump just got a uh, just got someone to outbid, uh, outbid oh, yeah? uh, Adrian. You're off the hook, Adrian. Way to go, Jerry, you fucker. You finally did something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right, anyway, sorry. At 75. Um, 75 to beat the brainstorm. <laughs> that's right. Um, but anyways, continuing on with this list, he's also running one of Center Vinecrasher, which I love that guy. That guy's awesome in Aggro Loam, and I can see him doing some work here. Um... That's the he, when he comes into play, he gets plus one plus one counters equal to the number of land cards in all graveyards. Um, and then mm. for spells, it's kind of average for spells. You know, four brainstorm, four days, four force of will, one misdirection, 
Then he's running three exploration um, to just get those land drops out as quickly as possible. Oh, yep. didn't see that. That's uh, cool. Four standstill, like we talked about. Two trade routes, which is a cool enchantment. Uh, also, to go back to your point about sorceries, the fact that he's running standstills means he's getting enchantments in the graveyard, which is typically really hard for Tarmogoyf uh, in order to grow in size. Um, so getting the enchantments in the graveyard pretty easily is, is another plus for running something like Tarmogoyf. But trade routes is one in a blue. And it's one colorless, return a land you control to its owner's hand. One colorless, discard a land card, draw a card. Um, and then he makes full advantage of it with three Crucible of Worlds, three Mox Diamonds. Um, so Crucible That's of Worlds right. is just getting those lands back over and over again. And then he also... Like, yeah, wasteland. like wasteland. Wasteland Crucible of Worlds in Exploration is a real good combo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I've been Crucible World and Wasteland against Curtis playing Pox. That yep. was not and fun. And then to round it all out, he's running two Kiora <laughs> Master of Depths. Oh, that's yeah, the one from BFC. That's you know. Um, let's. You want, yeah, you want me to read that real it. quick? All right, hold on. Um, oh, you know what? So, so two green and blue for Kiora Planeswalker Kiora uh, has four loyalty. You plus one it, untap up to one target creature and up to one target land. And if you've already animated your man lands, you've actually just untapped two lands. Oh. <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, uh, minus two, reveal the top four cards of your library. You may put one, you may, I'm sorry, you may put up to one creature card and or a land card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. And minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever a creature enters the battlefield of your control, you may have a fight target creature. Then put three eight eight blue octopus creature tokens on the battlefield. Lots of pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, the minus eight isn't probably. That, <laughs> yes, that was me. Obviously, that's the kind. <laughs> that's the kind of joke I make. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, he said the sideboard isn't. <laughs> he said the sideboard isn't. Uh, isn't really. Yeah, we don't really. Need to, I I don't like touching on the sideboards just because those are so meta dependent. Yeah, yeah, he says it's not really worth talking about, it looks like anyway, so. Um, the deck seems interesting, right? Like, I, Yeah, I definitely like the deck. It attacks from a lot of different angles. So, just going off, mm-hmm. you know, what I really like is being able to get the Wasteland Crucible of Worlds lock going, it will get you a lot of free games yeah. on its own. Um, and you're just really well, this deck destroys miracles. Like, this deck just laughs at Terminus. Um, so you just, you don't really, uh, care about a lot of removal just cause your, your lands are coming back, uh, really easily. They're not countering Yeah, they're not countering your lands. Um, so this deck is really good in a Miracles heavy meta. Um, it's also gonna be pretty decent against most combo decks too. The fact you're running four days, four force of will in a misdirection, uh, is be, is gonna be good and running that standstill out there. Standstill is such an interesting card. Because what a bad player will do is they'll just sit behind the standstill and hope that you break the standstill and you just get further and further ahead. Um, you, you can tell a player knows what they're doing if they just immediately break the standstill, just get bite the bullet, get the get let them draw their cards and uh, get on with your gameplay. Because if you're not so yeah, much, go, go please please tell me why you think it's not good to break a standstill. Yeah, right away. All right, so if you have four cards in hand and you cast a standstill, 
it may actually behoove me to wait until you have seven in hand because you're trying to hide behind a standstill. At the end of your turn, break it and then have you discard three yeah, cards. Yeah, but if I have explorations in play, I'm not going to be keep. The whole point about this deck is that I'm still able to plague things through my standstill so that I'm never going to get right. up to seven turns. And if you wait for me to go from... Right, but what you're saying is as soon as somebody plays the standstill, break it. And that's yes, not always it is. the case. Yeah, that's... It's, it's interesting because that's I, Adrian, I thought that I thought the same thing that like when someone plays standstill you just you just play through it immediately. But you, that's interesting to think if about. You, Adrian, waiting. if you wait, you are going to die because know what's going to happen. I'm going to keep playing lands, so I'm never going. This deck's running 25 lands, so so sure, I'm sure. never sure. I'm never going to be getting up to seven <laughs> cards in hand. You don't have to justify it, Jerry. You could be wrong. <laughs> Uh, I love when Adrian loses. He just likes to try and try and convince everyone he uh, was on the opposite side. No, I'm going to tell you as somebody who plays yes. standstill that when somebody does it at the end of my turn and I have to discard three tur- cards, I'm like, wow, that really well, kind of sucked. You're not playing. A, you're not playing but, a well no, you, deck you, if you're you, having to discard cards. Sure, maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's it's a very common <laughs> fucking oh mer- merfolk standstill. Well, no, it's not. The, merfolk hasn't run standstill in a long time. Um, this is a Merfolk build that runs Standstill. It's a very common build. This is not Merfolk. This is Landstill. <laughs> I'm talking about as somebody who plays yeah. Standstill. I've I've also I've that also cast me. quite a few Standstills in my day. What you want to do okay. is you want to break the Standstill because if I'm sitting behind, and you want to break I'm it right away, right behind the Standstill. <laughs> would you like me right to right? actually say the point, or would you like to just you know realize that you're wrong and keep trying to sidetrack everyone? <laughs> sure, I'm wrong. Oh, God, I hate when Mommy and Daddy oh, are fighting. So, if you don't... You could be right, or you could be happy. <laughs> unfortunately, you, can, unfortunately, you Jerry? can be neither. And, Jerry, you're very happy. Uh, <laughs> so, you don't want to break the standstill right away, because otherwise they're just going to deploy threat after threat after threat. And if you just sit there waiting behind it, you're going to realize that by the time you have to break the standstill... Um, you're so far behind, it's going to be hard for you to claw back into the game. Um, so, I mean, with with this deck, it's it's going to just <laughs> according to according Jerry. to how you play against Stansell. Like, do I need really okay. need to bring in witnesses all to right. tell you how wrong you are? <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, That's all right. You could be very happy. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, like this is not the point of what we're talking about, guys. I'm cutting yeah. all that out. I can't let people see behind the curtain. <laughs> Jesus. So, like, with with the deck we're doing well, I, I think the deck's game plan is really solid. I would just kind of want to tweak a couple of the numbers here. Um, so, like, there's only three Mox Diamonds. Mox Diamond is just one of those cards that you want to run four of, because you always want to have Mox Diamond in your opening hand to get that, you know, really fast acceleration. Um, also, uh, with the Crucible of Worlds, I'd almost want to run a one of uh, Lay from the Loam, because... One of the reasons why Crucible Worlds doesn't see as much play as it does in Legacy is that Abrupt Decay is a very real card. And Abrupt Decay just ruins Crucible of Worlds Day. And since, you know, you're not really running many other creatures, um, you're not going to have that many targets for the uh, Abrupt Decays. Um, you know, they're definitely not Abrupt Decaying your standstill, that's for sure. Um, uh, you know, other than that... I, I don't like the Lumbering Falls. I would almost go back to Canopy Vista with that, just because it's cheaper and you want to kind of be a more aggressive deck with it. 
Yeah, somebody was telling me I should try Trade Roots with my latex. Yeah, Trade deck. Roots is a really cool card. I remember running it back in Stasis, but way back in the day. Um, it's it's a way that you can, um, you know, when you have the Crucible of Worlds out, it's almost like pay one draw a card because you don't care you're discarding mm-hmm. your lands, you're just recasting them off Crucible of Worlds. Um, but with Trade Roots, that's just almost another reason why I'd also want to run a Life from the Loam because Life from the Loam Trade Roots is a hilarious combo. <laughs> oh yeah, because you can you can dredge life from the loam in uh, in response to the discarding a land card to draw a card, so they can just you know chain together for as much mana as you have. So hmm. that I, I would like to run a life from the loam in the deck just to combo with trade roots. If trade roots is staying in there, um, hmm. what do you guys think about the creature base? I'm kind of underwhelmed yeah. by it. Um, I don't know. I I. I that being said, I don't know what the answer is to this. Like, I saw he does have one of your one of your girls in the uh, <laughs> sideboard. He's running Titania Protector Vergoth. Like, oh, Titania! Yeah, I'd like to remove the Titania main. Like, I'd probably get rid of the yeah. Sylvan Advocates just because they're just they're not they're just not good enough for Legacy. Like, oh. for the same, you could have a Tarmogoyf or just literally anything else. <laughs> I'd, I'd almost put Snapcaster yeah. in, even though Snapcaster is terrible with standstill. Um, <laughs> I don't break yeah, my break own standstill state snapcast. That's always feels great. <laughs> but um, I, like I like Tarmogoyf in that slot. I mean, that might just be a budget choice. But even just shaving some of those numbers, like I'd like to bring some Titania's main uh, because Titania can be the top end finisher that this deck needs. And the fact that you're running explorations and a shit ton of land means you're going to ramp to her pretty quick. Plus the Mox Diamonds mm-hmm. too. Um, I, I think that's one of the like one of the best reason uh, best things about trade routes in this deck is it's something to do with all your excess mana because this is a deck that can ramp pretty hard but doesn't really have any top end to end the game with um i'm also not the biggest fan of kiora like yeah like, i don't like that either i'd rather personally. that be a jace like some <laughs> i was going to say like for four mana like you need to be doing something really powerful and I don't think Kiora is where yeah, you want to be with that. Like, I, I think if those were Jace the Mind Sculptors, that would be great. Because um, yeah. Jace is another powerful addition with Standstill. Uh, just keep Planeswalkers in general are really good with Standstill because it's like casting spells but not having to break your Standstill. Um, yep. So even yep. like Jace or um, maybe even like Garrick to make tokens. What about Gideon? Well, the deck's not running white. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to <laughs> add white to the deck, sure. Yeah, because you can play Celestial yeah, Colony. There, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to go that route, though. Um, so, Port, What about porting into other decks? Porting into other formats, you mean? Oh, yeah, um, other decks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it has a lot of pieces. Mm, I mean, like, <laughs> the pro... Yeah, it's, it has... It, that's exactly what it is. It has pieces. I wouldn't say like the majority of this goes into something else, right? But well, you the, have man, crucible... the thing is, the cute thing is that all the man lands are cheap, which yep. actually you can like go from this to lands over yeah, time. You can even go from this to oh yeah, this is also definitely a budget because they're not running any tropical islands. Um, okay, so right. This was kind of like the finished version we were talking about, where you're running like. 
Parmigoyfs instead of Sylvan Advocates. This could also pour it into Rug Delver pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has the Mox Diamonds, Crucible Worlds, Explorations, Wastelands. So you can also go to, to Lands build as well. Um, mm. But I mean, you, you kind of have your pillars here. You got four Wasteland, four Force of Will. Um, you know, if you add in the Tarmogoyfs, that'll easily pour it over. So, I mean, it, it definitely can go in a lot of different directions, whatever kind of is more your play style. So anything <laughs> solely specific to this deck, um, as far as, like, the general game plan, it, it is kind of unique in the way that it attacks the opponent, mm-hmm. right? Like, the Crucible, the Crucible, com- the Crucible engine is neat. Um, the standstill engine is neat. The man, like, the, what they're doing with the man lands is interesting mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't seem like it comes really hard from any one angle, but it does play like the mana denial plan. It does play like you can't play spells unless you want to give me some good card advantage plan. So, um, the only thing that I find underwhelming is just the creature package. Like, if we could find some better, um, man lands to play, or if we could find some better creatures to play, you, could you, you could probably just play Tarmogoyfs. That's what I'm saying. Deck. Like, just instead of Sylvan Advocates, just run Tarmogoyfs. But I, I almost yeah. feel like you'd want to run some, like, Titania, even. I almost wonder if True Name Nem- True Name Nemesis Dude, all right. you can't, would be better. You can't, listen, you cannot advocate for Titania in any deck. So <laughs> yes, you can. You try to. Oh, she goes anything. so good in this deck. You're running uh, Mox no. Diamonds, Crucible <laughs> Worlds. Like, she screams to be in this deck. Plus, you're running. Yeah. The only thing that sucks is that it's three green green. It's not like a cheap creature. Yeah, but you're ramping up. You have mox diamonds and explorations. You're going to get to five real quick. That's Um, true. And that's also the thing is like, oh, I swing in with my mistress factory. Oh, you chump block? I get a five three. Right. So. That's pretty cheap. Um, What about the planeswalker like slot? Do you think that could just be two Jace? Yeah, that could definitely be Jace's. Maybe like another Garrick if you want to get like another token producer. Um, yeah. What this deck is really going to struggle with is decks that can just resolve bigger creatures. Like, I think this deck probably has right. a hard time with the Eldrazi, uh, lists. Um, you know, probably like the mid-range decks, like, uh, like <laughs> anything playing True Name Nemesis is going to give it a trouble, because this deck does not mm-hmm. have an answer to True Name. So, like, S. No. Yeah, like Esperless, um, Grixis, Grixis Delver, it'd probably be a hard time. Shardless Bug could also be a pretty hard time, because Shardless Bug can pump out the creatures too, and it, it can just keep yep. up with the standstills with their ancestral visions, you know. Although, although if they're able to get, like, the Crucible of Worlds going, like, Shardless just folds this deck because it's it's so mm. greedy of a mana base that they're not running well, any basics. Well, that's the problem is that um, it's not running life in the loam, so if Shardless Bug is smart enough to keep their Abrupt Decays up for the Crucible of Worlds, they can shut that engine down. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you don't have the lands to play your to play your Abrupt right. Decays, I guess I it mean, doesn't matter. <laughs> early Bird catches the worm at that point. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I think, too, like, the, if the the hand disruption Charles has is going to hurt this deck quite yeah. a bit as well. I mean, well. this deck just reminds me of, like, a 50% deck. You know, you have game against pretty much every deck in the format, but you don't really also get any free wins against any deck in the format. There's no deck that you just absolutely shut right. down. Um, right. Except for, like... <laughs> Uh, maybe burn. I don't know. I don't even know what decks you shut down with this deck. Yeah, so, I'd have to well, play it. Well, also, it just to depends know. so much on the playstyle of the people you're playing against. You know, they they may be under sure. the impression that they want to break the standstill as quickly as possible, 
or they may be, yeah, <laughs> or they may want to just, you know, wait it out. Because depending on what your opponent does, like, this deck is very dependent on what your opponent does. It's a very interactive deck. The way you play is going to be very much dictated by the way your opponent plays. Um, right, right. But I think, I think that's interesting to me. Like, I like decks like that, because it's, it's almost like a problem. Do you think it's a, a, a do you think it's difficult to pilot? I think it's difficult to pilot well. Um, I think there's a reason why we haven't been seeing very many standstill lists at all lately. Uh, and by lately, I mean the last couple of years, mm-hmm. is it's not an easy deck to win with. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would definitely say it's definitely up there in the difficulty rating. What do you think is like, why would, why would you play this deck? Like if, if because you had a I choice. Am, because I now have it on my bucket list to cast Telemann Performance against Sneak and Show. Telemann. <laughs> what is Telemann That's Performance? That's on the sideboard. <laughs> it's three blue-blue for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals cards from the top of his or her library until he or she reveals a creature card. That player puts all non-creature cards revealed this way into his or her graveyard. Then you put the creature into play under your control. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, exile 90% of your library, and I have an Emrakul now. That's yeah. Good. Or a Grizzlebrand. That's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. Um... I can never. This is a very like Johnny Spike deck. Like this is one of the. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, this is one of those yeah. decks where it's like people are like, I I want to win this tournament, but I want to win my own way. Um, it's a very like creative yeah. deck, and it's it's the entire deck's a puzzle piece. Um, because putting together you know trade routes, crucible of worlds, life from the loam, you know managing your graveyard, the explorations, like getting those all in sync and running smoothly takes some work. Um, so it's definitely a thought exercise, which, you know, I, I like to get from my decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely, like, stimulating to, to play. So I, I can definitely see it being a fun deck to run. Um, probably wouldn't, you know, take this expecting to, to, like, top eight any GPs or anything like that, but I think you could do well at the local scene yeah. with it. Um, yeah, it's neat. I, I can't imagine it's super expensive to put together. Yeah, especially in this version, so. like this, ver- like the, the all the additions that we made to the deck basically double the the deck's price. <laughs> go, yeah, going. You're gonna want to yeah. add four <laughs> tropical islands, four Tarmogoyf, and two Jason Mind sculptors to it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and with all those lands, a couple of tabernacles. Actually, tabernacle would be great in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you slimmed yeah. down the creature base and just pumped up the tabernacles, that would go awesome. So if you want to just like absolutely pimp this deck out, um, you could definitely do that. I guess what it really comes down to at that point though is, are you just a worse version of lands? Because that's what you have to be careful with this deck. Um, if you kind of go too far in one direction, you're just going to turn into a blue green lands list. Yeah. All right. Oh, I think. That's I mean that is that all you have to say on this deck? Is there anything else you want to uh, add? Yeah, is there any? I mean, was there any other things we had for it? We haven't done this in so long. I forget what else we usually ask. No, no, that was that pretty much got to go through the whole gamut there. Um, and we spent a good twenty minutes on it, so that's good. Um, nice. Do you guys want to head into some top eight scoops? Cause yes. It's getting a little late. Scoop them up. Yeah. I know Adrian's got to go to bed. My leader just got home. Oh, okay. All right. So let's we'll make this quick. Make this quick. Um. Uh, I'll go first. I'm gonna scoop in. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna scoop in Aaron. For, yeah, I got to play against him at TE on Sunday. He was a lot of fun. Crushed me in two games. It was very um, a non two non competitive games, but we we had a good time. 
and uh, got to see uh, Kyle up there. I got to talk to uh, uh, Nate for a while. He was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got to see Lily and, and Ben and, and Nick and stuff. So scoop all the TE crew in. They were, it was fun to go back and uh, play some five good rounds of Magic. And I am definitely heading to uh, Game Etc. on Friday night. I, I won't be able to make it Sunday, which is – it's the last Sunday of the month anyway, so – but I won't be able to make it Sunday, so I'll be going to Gaming Etc. on Friday this I'll week. See so you there. nice. Look forward to that. Uh, what about you, Jerry? What you got? Uh, I'm gonna scoop in Bob Ross. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> Ross Miriam, Bob Ross, the boss, Springsteen. No, nope, just about? Bob Ross, the the painter. Just okay. Uh, watch, been watching his stream on Twitch. Uh, he's he's the old PBS. It's actually not his stream. It's just reruns of the joys of painting. Well, obviously, <laughs> happy, happy little, little trees. He's dead now, I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. But uh, no, oh. just he's he's awesome. So I just want to give him a shout out. Uh, and uh, that's all I got this week. All right. What about you, Adrian? Who do you got, man? Who's scooping in the top eight? Oh yeah. Wow, how can I fucking not even be prepared for that shit? We've just been talking about it for the past few minutes. Here we go. Yeah. Not a Santa Claus list. <laughs> Naughty and nice Santa Claus list. Oh, he has like a. He has like. He looks like he has a uh, notebook. He's getting some. Is that notes a bifolio? And... Yeah, so I'm gonna scoop in Edward Jose. Cool. You broke up that yeah. entire. Who's Edward that entire Jose? bifolio just for Edward Jose? He must be pretty important. He is pretty important. I went to the I went to the post office and there was a big fucking box, and uh, he sent some comments in. And then I'm asking the woman behind the counter. I'm like, "Mo, that's Missouri, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so those uh, M states they're yeah. tricky. Well, I don't yeah, know Missouri, what the hell. Yeah. Mi Mi could be literally anything. <laughs> no, could it's Mississippi. Michigan. Could be could be no, Minnesota. That's MS. It could that's be MS. Mississippi. Maryland. Maryland doesn't even have an I in it. (laughs) That's it. It could be, um, it could be, uh, go on. Just go on. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't have an I in it. (laughs) Well, you know. Arkansas and Alaska always confuse me. A-R-A-K. Come on, man. Get it together. What are the capitals, Pat? Uh, Juneau. Capital Arkansas is... Juneau is not the capital of Arkansas. Capital of Arkansas. No. <laughs> gotcha. Capital of Arkansas is Bumblefuck. All right. Is that it for everyone? Are we good? Um, so, Edward Jose. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Yeah. I guess that's... Oh, well. Yeah, Lita anyway. I guess that's it for now. All right. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, my buddy that came over and fucking helped me plumb up the bathroom this weekend. That shit was... Oh, he laid some, laid some pipe for you. I, now I gotta fill the fucking thing in concrete. Oh, wow, you're into some kinky stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucking dirty. Uh, oh, I have another shout out. This is a funny story about the power of the internet. <laughs> so this, so, okay. uh, I, I believe it was, uh, England just spent $260 million putting together, uh, a vessel to explore Antarctica. <laughs> and, uh, I see you've already heard the story, Pat. <laughs> So what they should name this, this very expensive, very scientific, very stern boat. 
and the internet <laughs> polls came in, and number one by a landslide was Bodie Mc, McBoatface. <laughs> uh, so... Don't let anyone tell you kids that you can't change the world with an internet pool. <laughs> if, if you can, if you can dream yeah. it, you can be so it, man. That's my plug. Get <laughs> on the get on the Leaving a Legacy I, Facebook group and bid on that that brainstorm play mat. See how I brought it full circle. Yes, full circle. <laughs> yes, and thank you, thank you for to everyone who's already helped out with the charity drive. We already surpassed a thousand dollars donated between uh a few great charities leave uh, uh wounded warriors and um saint jude's and we were able to do, send some funding to mtg mtg cast for hosting this podcast and numerous 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 others um it's much appreciated you guys have been absolutely awesome you guys and girls have been absolutely awesome and we are very thankful for all the listeners out there who've helped us out it's been great and uh jerry said once we hit two thousand dollars he's gonna give away an alpha pack <laughs> No, he was going to give away a Tarmogoyf. So it's a oh, Tarmogoyf, yeah. He did open up so many in his uh, in his I Modern Masters have, box. I so like, extra Tarmogoyf. <laughs> yeah, you were like the you were like oh, I opened up like a foil goyf, a regular goyf, a bob, blah 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 blah. Uh, I also like, yeah, watched that bob. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Can I do one yeah. last scoop? All right, just one last scoop. Kind of going a little bit, a little bit of night bus, but um. My, uh, my, night bus. yeah, I apologize for this, but I did want to do this. Uh, my grandfather passed away last Friday and, uh, he was a really great guy and I just wanted to scoop him into top eight, uh, cause I'm going to miss him. And that's it. <laughs> Thanks. That's all right, man. It's okay. He's, uh, he was an awesome dude. Really, really good guy. So. And now we'll play some upbeat music. You can email us at leavingalegacymtg at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Mathematrixter, at JMEE3RD, or at Pat Uglo. Thanks for listening. Remember, play fast, not loose. Stay Y'all wanna know why you don't stop, y'all wanna know why you don't flop Let me tell you beep beep for why I came from the bottom of the block I, when I was born, it was sworn, I was never gonna be shit Had to pull the opposite, I was bitch, had to get my pride right. Hide on, eyes on the pride, Sean knew I had to, had to, had to get these chips Had to make moves like Elijah Wong, started out selling dimes and nicks Graduated to a brick, no exaggeration, my infatuation with the strip Legendary like a schoolboy, crush on any, any, every, every chick Heavy shit that's how schoolboy got whipped and got left on some chest Me, myself, and I on some true boy shit Had the voice to a place up, to a place of no return Had to play with fire and get burned, only way the boy ever gonna learn Had to lay way in the cut, till I finally got my turn Now I'm on top in the spot that I earned It's my life, it's my pain and my struggle The song that I sing to you is my everything Treat my first like my last and my last like my first and my first is the same as when I came. It's my joy and my tears and the laughter it brings to me is my everything. Like I never rode in a limo, like I just dropped clothes to a demo, like it's 92 again and, and I got O's in a rental. Back in the school again, no problem, it's a whole lot simple when you think back, you thought that you would never make it this far. Then you take advantage of the luck you handed, of the talent you've been given, ain't no half-stepping, ain't no, no slipping, ain't no dipping from a block that's hidden, gotta get it, why the getting good, gotta strike, why the iron's hot, when you stop, when you gotta fit it, good written, survive. This is my second major breakup. My first was with a page up, with a hoopie, a cook pot, and a game. This one's with the school, with the spade, with the fortune. Maybe not the fortune. But certainly it's not life. My pain and my struggle. The song that I sing to you is my everything. 
Treat my first like my last and my last like my first and my first is the same as when I kiss you. It's my joy and my tears and my laughter it brings To me it's my everything Treat my first like my last and my last like my first And my first like the first song I sang It's like the blues, go right out on this one Ta-ta, be high Yo, I remember you was making them dances for them niggas at radio and shit Clock Kent, I was good looking out, nigga Carleen, whoever thought we make it this far, homie you can't stop us. You know what I'm saying? Then yes. Jane, what up? Robbing the bank. Niggas thought we was crazy, man. Remember, uh, <laughs> you had that fucked up ass handwriting. You was writing all the numbers that we was spending now for yes. the videos you doing ourselves and shit. What up? Rich in flavor now. Your accountant was crazy wrong and shit. But we, we still put it together. Biggs, what's up? We went to St. Thomas and the uh, John Mill. The dog peed on homie leg and shit at his crib. I think that was rude. And they was having a little trouble with the pool. You and Ty Ty was laughing. Emery was there. What up, Emery? What up, Ty? <laughs> Hip hop, what up, man? Hey, hey, hop. You ain't you ain't have no uh. You ain't had no motherfucking seat on your on your bicycle. Now you uh head of black music. That's what I'm talking about right there, homie. G, what up, G? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy, bro. Hey, Guru. I know you spoiled, man. I be taking them shits in one take. You gonna have to punch nigga shit. Stick it. You gonna be tight. OG, Juan, what up? I'm a little upset that you wasn't involved in this whole process, but it's all good. What's up, Dad? My whole family, my nephew, cousin Angie. What's up, TT? Mom, you made the album. How crazy is that? Baba La, rest in peace. My pops, rest in peace. What's up, AJ? Biggie Smalls, rest in peace. <laughs> Nigga, I, I'm about to go golfing, man. Hey, I might even have me a cappuccino. Fuck it. I'm going somewhere nice with no mosquitoes at, niggas. 